1: You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. And Gypsy King Productions. Yeah. Why haven't you got your own YouTube channel?
0: I don't see the point in it. That's what you're for. That's why you you need to make a living, don't you? I don't need to make a living out Everyone's
1: at... jumped on it over the years. Do you years know of? what,
0: though? I don't need to make a living out of other people's jobs. If I can't make a living out of my own job, I don't need... certainly don't need to make a living out of somebody else's job. Fair play. Fair play. Fair play. Financial fair play.
1: Financial fair play. Uh, how are you feeling?
0: I feel good, relaxed, Tuesday
1: morning. Just been for a little walk. Um, yeah, all good. I've noticed in the build-up to this fight, you really have tried say tried, obviously you've had to do your media bits and stuff, which you've contracted to do, but you've kind of kept yourself away as much as you could have. Like, no distractions, obviously your camp's changed a little bit, but you've tried to just block everything out, focus on one thing. Is that's, that fair?
0: That's right, yeah. I um, I tried to be dedicated as I can, obviously. It's a big fight, so uh, there'd be a lot of media, but... If, if if I was going to let it all I'd have interviews here all day every day for the last 10 weeks so we, we designated special days for the media and I'd done as many as I could in that, them special days and that was it
1: at, at what point between now and the, your last fight did you think that you had to make changes in camp to do with your team um,
0: after, after the last fight I I wanted to bring somebody in to help with a bit of experience and that um, to overlook really oversee things and um, and that was it because I knew that I needed a different style to beat wild at this time rather than the same old stuff I've been
1: doing all my life you haven't said loads about Ben is there a reason for that what do you mean about about you and Ben kind of going in separate ways you've not said too much about it I've never there's
0: nothing to say really yeah. I don't think Um there isn't nothing to say. You know, I wanted to bring another trainer in on board. Ben didn't, think, ben didn't want to do that for whatever reason, so he didn't want to come, that was it. I can't help him, I can't, I can't make him come. It was what it was.
1: He, uh, he had other commitments, that was it, I suppose. But he's made a, a point of saying that you two have still got your friendship, which is obviously important, and he's obviously backing you 100% in this fight, so... Yeah, it,
0: we, we haven't fell out, there was no yeah. fallout. Mm. It wasn't like a big fallout or anything. It wasn't anything done anything wrong. It was like, I really don't know how it happened, to be honest. It was like, one minute I was suggesting we bring somebody else in to help in the corner, and the next minute he was like, oh, it wouldn't be good for his career and all that. So I, I don't know. I don't know how it happened. The next thing, Shug Hill was coming in as a, an assistant, assistant coach mm-hmm. to help out, and that was his view on it. And then the next thing he's got the head trainers role so it it was what it was it's um, right on top of a big fight so the decision was made before I flew out here and um, that was it really it wasn't a big thinking thing it was just a quick Quick uh, conversation, that was it. To say he wasn't coming, decided he wasn't coming, so that was that really. there was, And that's the truth of it. There wasn't much more to say. It's not like we've had uh, secret meetings and all that or whatever.
1: But usually, when people split, people like to jump on the bandwagon, go, oh, there must have been something that happened, but there hasn't been. And... There, has, there was actually nothing that happened.
0: Yeah. It was just that I just wanted to bring somebody else in to help out, to help out with a different style, and that was it. Mm. And uh, that was it really.
1: Why specifically Sugar Hill? Because
0: we knew him and I like the idea of what he teaches, what would work in this fight because it was options last time of landing big shots on Wilder and I never had the complete balance to throw My style has always been making a miss but then just getting out the way of him, really. And then I'll have a go then at hitting them rather having them making a miss and boom, hitting big hard shots.
1: So yeah, that's what I wanted to work on this time. Because people kind of assumed that I saw some comments that you made that of your. Just hold this interview <coughs> a minute. Go on. Just picking this back up because uh, King was a bit cold. Um, people assumed because of your uh, kind of relationship you had with Emmanuel Stewart, but you said it wasn't specifically to do with that, was it? He's his own man. He's his own man. Look,
0: Sugar Hill's his own man. Um, I think it's quite unfair to keep. Um, keep mentioning Emmanuel over him all the time because he's doing the job here and he, he's, uh, he's doing his own thing so yeah he, um, I've been happy with the training camp to be honest, coming here I didn't know what to really expect, biggest fight in my life change of trainers last minute uh, change of uh, nutritionists and stuff and we just got on with it and cracked on really
1: do you believe you've had enough time with Sugar Hill? yeah, yeah.
0: plenty of time Seven weeks five days by the time the fight comes around. So he ain't gonna Change me as a fighter. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do in there, but if he can add to it all the better hmm. If he can't he can't but I'm sure you'll see I think I've improved a bit I, I think I've definitely improved
1: um, You believe you've improved over that period that he's been with you. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I think you'll see it on Saturday night
1: I know I can ask you anything, because I know you don't shy away from anything, there's a, a, a thing that Eddie Hearn put out yesterday to say that he's changed his opinion on who, he's, who he thinks is going to win the fight because of something he's heard in camp, which no one knows what he's talking about. Could you kind of even think about what he would be talking about, that something's happened in camp suggests that he's changed his mind about who he thinks is going to win the fight? Injury rumours,
0: campfire rumours, that sort of stuff. I've heard it all myself. I've got a bad leg, bad shoulder, bad foot. I've heard it all. Uh, yeah.
1: If it doesn't come from you or yourself, then we can take it all with a pinch of salt, surely.
0: Listen, the only thing I know is I'll be fighting on Saturday night. Even if my two arms have fallen off, I'd be fighting on Saturday night. <laughs> Don't worry about that.
1: When you've said repeatedly, repeatedly rather, sorry, that you're going to knock him out in two rounds, is yeah. that truly what you, you believe in is going to happen and that you're setting out to do? Yeah, that's what I intend on doing. Because the betting man would say that you your plan would be to out-box him. outbox him for 12 rounds.
0: But also, the betting man would also suggest this. You've got a lot more chance of getting knocked out the longer the fight goes. Because the longer you're in there with him, the more odds you're going to get stacked of getting hit once or twice. Sorry, had to cut the odds down, he's got to be taken out quite quickly.
1: You referred the the other day to the first fight as one of your easier fights you've had.
0: Yeah. Can
1: you kind of expand on that a little bit?
0: Yeah, I think it was one of the easiest fights, physically, mentally, pace-wise, everything. Obviously, the two knockdown shots, two good shots, but for the rest of the fight, it was a pretty easy fight, to be fair. It was one that I was very comfortable in and I was winning quite comfortably, easy really. It was actually too easy, I got myself dropped. It was that easy. Like up until round nine, he didn't land a punch, didn't land a meaningful punch. And it was like, this is easy, this, can't be that easy, surely. The next thing, bang, shot behind the head and you're down. That's a little wake up call. But as for like physically a battle or anything like that, it wasn't a tough fight, it was pretty easy actually. I've had a lot of harder fights than that. How many times have you actually watched that fight back? Um, I've never really watched it from start to finish, ever. Really? But I have watched it while I've been on the cross trainer and stuff in the gym, like, you know, the highlights and stuff, when you're warming up and whatever. I usually watch, like, ten minutes of highlighting or whatever.
1: When you see yourself in that twelfth round, what, what do you see when you watch that back? What do I see? Yeah, what do you see when you watch that moment, picking yourself up? What do you see? I just see me getting up off the floor. That was it. Do you not think, how did I do that, or you just...
0: I know it happened I've, I've said it a million times I, I truly believe God brought me off the canvas to fight on for the mental health side of stuff um, and that's my honest opinion because I've watched boxing all my life and I've never ever seen anyone get knocked out in the 12th round like that and rise back up and win the round win the rest of the round rather because I was catching him with some good shots after I got dropped and they make the best of it, yeah, when I got back up, he run in and he hit me with one of the best left-ups I've ever seen throw by anybody. And he hit me right in the side of the temple. Bang! me I just went back. Boosh! But it was like I was bulletproof. That should have knocked me out cold, that big left-up that hit me. Because I put my hands up like that and he hits me with a left-up, It just goes boom! And back. But it never affected me. I couldn't believe it. Like watching it, it's almost like I was bulletproof on the night. Everything ricocheted off after the knockdown. So if I ain't divine intervention, I don't know what is, to be fair.
1: I suppose the biggest question is if if he lands like that again, what happens? But well, I suppose that's what that's we have what, to wait
0: for. That's what you get paid a ton of money for, though, isn't it? Danger money. To fight like this. Um, listen, he's going to land a punch, isn't he? It's not, uh, it's not where you can't go in a shower and not get wet. You're not going to dodge every stream, are you? That comes down out the shower head. You will get it, that's for sure. But it's about not getting drenched like I did before. So, yeah, I'm just going to try and uh, keep out of the way of them big shots.
1: How's your head been over the last six months mentally? Good. Happy? Happy. You still up and down? Sunday's mostly down. Every Sunday down and out. Why specifically a Sunday? Because
0: it's a day off and I don't like days off. Um, I take a day off training. Maybe I should never take a day off training. Uh, maybe I should just do something on on a Sunday as well. Um, but yeah, Sunday's always been a bad day for me. Even when I, even if I'm not struggling with mental uh, health on a Sunday, it's always been a terrible day because there's not much to do, is there? And uh, I love Mondays. Monday's my favourite day. Monday's my Friday, Saturday. So usually things that people do on a Friday or a Saturday. I do on a Monday, so that's my favorite day.
1: Is that a concern, if you're not training, then how are you gonna be, or not?
0: Well, I'll always be training, won't I? I could never let myself go fat again. I'll train for the rest of my life until I die.
1: Always. Well, when we heard you say a month ago as well that you know you got three fights in you and, and all this, is that something you feel at the time, or is that something how it is, or what? what is that? What do you mean? What about three fights? What about the three fights? Yeah, you... I've got three fights left on me contract with ESPN. But that's not your career done, is it, after three fights? Yeah. What am I gonna box on for?
0: Money? More money? Money only causes problems anyway. People wanna take it off you when you got it. And when you've got no money, you're fucked. And when you've got a ton of money, you're still fucked. So it's a corps rock and a hard place, you know. Money's never really been the big motivation I don't really live like a, like I've got money anyway But
1: So today, what are you fighting for today?
0: I'm fighting because I'm here We're here, boy, that's why Nobody else There was a famous line in the film Zulu The Battle of Rourke's Drift And he goes, why us? Why us? And the old sergeant goes Because we're here, boy
1: And no one else,
0: that's why That's why I'm fighting Because I'm here Yeah, um I'm fighting because I I like fighting, and it's something I've done all my life, and I'm at the the top of the tree here, and I'm fighting for who's the best man in the world in this next fight. It's quite a little thing to say, isn't it? See, I've already been the number one heavyweight in the world, cemented that, when I beat Klitschko. But since I've come back, there's always been a little discrepancy on who was actually the best heavyweight. There was three monsters, the three-headed monster There was me, Wilder and Joshua All had three heads like that ancient Greek dog and, um, and then what happened was One of the heads got slain That was Joshua He got cut off the three-headed monster And then three became two So now it's an argument Who's the best, the best out of us, two So, yeah Now we're going to put it on the line And on Saturday, in a few days Two will become one And there will be a number one heavyweight in the world again officially for the first time since I beat Klitschko in 2015, the end of 2015.
1: So you don't believe that the winner of and Wilder needs to fight Joshua to cement who's number one? No, Joshua's already been beat. I'm not sure if you was aware of that. I know. But a result then, that he did put right. Yeah, but it
0: was a terrible, it, it was that bad of a result, yeah, the right, the right doing. That it hasn't even put him back in the mix. Of being up there for the best Because he's clearly not Because one he got knocked out by the little idiot yeah, The little fat guy And then he had a rematch and ran away all over the ring And it wasn't a defining victory It wasn't a defining win It was just like a a frightened uh, Man running away all night Um, So yeah He didn't do himself, even with the victory He got the win and he rolls on to the next one But that victory isn't uh, Rectifying of what happened to him So he's almost out of the running for the number one spot. There's only two heavyweights now who's been undefeated for the last 12 years. That's me and Wilder. So on Saturday night, there will be a number one heavyweight again. And the Ring Magazine's on the line. The Lineal Championship's on the line. And the WBC's on the line. So, you know, and this will be, if I win this fight, or when I win this fight, I'll be only the second man in the history of boxing ever. To win the ring magazine belt twice Me and Muhammad Ali So yeah, not a bad little result And as for Wilder or Joshua Or anybody else in the division so far They haven't won the ring magazine belt once So I'm a standalone gangster With that ring magazine Yeah, and lineal So yeah, it's all to play for And we will find out who's the number one in heavyweight in the world on Saturday Me or Wilder
1: When you've heard comments over the last few weeks as well from Joshua and Hearn about throwing in potential offers after your fight with Wilder to whoever wins that fight, and you've come back and said, well, hang on a minute, we've got a third fight in contract. So is that something that still could tempt you, depending on what happens on Saturday night, if Hearn and Joshua were to come with an offer to you to fight them?
0: No, it's something I'm not interested in at all because I know that I've got a third fight with Wilder, win, lose or draw even man has an option for a third fight So yeah, we're just Cutting them all out of the game And keeping all the cakes for us
1: you, In that three fights you, you mentioned you, I think you replaced Dylan White With Derek Tezora No, and you know what now, yeah, yeah? I've replaced them all
0: Because if I've got two wilder fights yeah. Then the third one will be who it is, Whoever it is, Joshua or, or Whoever Or it could be another top rank fighter, who knows? But yeah, we'll all have to see how it all goes. One fight at a time. You're only as good as your last fight, anyway. As as we've seen, the history of boxing tells. Um, so yeah,
1: that sun's come out lovely, hasn't it? It's cold a little while ago. Um, well, when you mentioned about like, Derek Chisora, is that do you, do you mean that when you uh, mentioned Chisora in this as well? Obviously, he's got a potential fight coming up with uh, Alexander Usyk.
0: Yeah. I do mean it, but it's whatever fights are there at the end of it, isn't it? You know, whatever fights are there to be made, we'll make them. Whatever fights are there to be made in these last three fights, we'll make. That's it. Hopefully, I get them in this this year, three of them. But if I don't, I'll get definitely get two in this year, and then one next year. That's it, done not That's a long time, isn't it? From 2008 to 2021. I'll be 32 year old. Yeah, but what, what age is that in
1: heavyweight boxing?
0: It is when you started heavyweight boxing at 20-year-old, turned professional. I didn't turn pro at 27 or 25. I turned pro at 20.
1: So that's a long time, isn't it? You've got your, your other brother here, haven't you? Who? You're the brother that well I've never met before.
0: Oh, yeah, John. Yeah, John boy. Yeah, he's here.
1: He's here. Has he been to your fights before? Yeah,
0: he's been to the fights, yeah. But he's never been over here before, that's for sure.
1: How would you describe him?
0: Um, Sort of laid-back, reserved character, really. Light chain. Like Shane, yeah.
1: No. Do you, uh, do you want to go in? Oh. just sniff them What? Do you want go in the front No, what for? It's
0: quite cold out, you
1: know? No, it's sort i of right, sun. It's, it's lovely so you've got arrivals today press comments tomorrow standard stuff now you're used to obviously yeah
0: I don't know what the arrival is I've never had one of them before I don't think whatever that is
1: yeah it's a thing that we used to kind of see Mayweather doing here at the MGM Grand where loads of fans turn up you arrive and yeah it's just it's called a grand arrival
0: arrived and do what though
1: just get out
0: of the car and what what is it? What am I to expect? I'm not sure, because we drive up to the hotel and we get out of the cars.
1: What? do we? What do we do? Yeah, that's it, basically. You walk through, drop you off, walk through the, the main lobby of the MGM. Hey, I'm Tyson Fury. Uh, people will be there, you say a couple of words on the mic, and then that's it. The brand arrival. Could you stay in them back home? Well, I don't know, you've probably got other things to do, but... And what is it
0: tomorrow? Wednesday press conference.
1: Wednesday press conference.
0: Thursday not much, <coughs> and then Friday weigh in, Saturday fight. Sunday not much, Monday home.
1: Yeah.
0: Simple as that. Keep everything nice and simple, so I like it.
1: Are you actually looking forward to the fight or are you just.
0: I'll be in there when I'm in there, wanna? I? You know, I've trained hard, I've done everything I should do and that's it I'm not going to rush my life away i am enjoying the last few days I've got here in Las Vegas and I'll do the fight Saturday night and go home back to reality because it's almost like I live two different lives it? I live like this secret life of uh, pets like over here I'm over here um, as a superstar boxer boxing in Las Vegas and entertainer then I go home and I just become some random Morecambe person crazy
1: really do people bother you in Morecambe? no leave you alone?
0: Yeah You ever seen that thing where Andre de Dryen went to some little tiny town yeah. He was left alone that's, that's me in Morecambe Is that why you like it? Yeah I've been there since I was 20 years old So people have already seen me a million times But I tell you when it does get busy and hectic Like in the summer when people come for holidays and stuff Random people come from all over the country And then it gets hectic but then I don't go down places And and to be honest with you I don't go to I wouldn't go to like towns and stuff and whatever So yeah I don't get bothered because I go I do my routine thing Well, I might go to the petrol station It's a mile away Or I drop the kids off at school Back, get a coffee um, I go to the same Sandwich shop every day That's it really And then back home, school run again Back home of training at the local gym that I've been to, and everybody knows me, and they know not to take any pictures in the gym or even ask me for pictures in the gym.
1: So that's it, really. Yeah. But people don't realise that your life outside of boxing is quite simplistic, isn't it? You just like I've just told you I yeah. do. Yeah. I'll get up in the morning, get the kids ready, take them to
0: school. I'll go straight from the school to the gym. So by the time I drop them off, it'll be about nine o'clock in the morning. Go straight there from from the school to the gym. I'll do an hour in the gym and then I'll grab a coffee on the way out and then I'll go back home, do a few errands, whatever I've got to do, pay a few bills and then I'll... Um, by the time I've done them few errands and things, I'll have to go back and pick the kids up from school around about three o'clock and then I'll take them to the, maybe to the sweet shop or to the park or whatever and then home and then then I'll uh, have my tea around about five o'clock and the lads will come round for a run at six. Mm. So then every six o'clock we'll go for a run, whether it is three, four mile, come back, get a shower, get me rope on. That's it, go to bed, wake up the next day and do exactly the same thing. And that's the way I like it, because it keeps me grounded, it keeps me routined. And I've got certain days I do certain things, like every Monday, after the gym and the school run and all that, yeah, I'll go straight and get the car washed at a £10 valet, you know, the mini valets you get for a tenner. So I'll go round there, get me uh, get me car valeted for 10 quid. Um, that takes around about 45 minutes, 50 minutes. And then I'll go straight from there to the to the sandwich place and I'll have like a salad or whatever I'll have. Uh, and then that's Monday. And then after that I'll go home and I'll, um, I'll have a shave all my hair and beard on a Monday. I'll have a shave on a Monday. Um, drop the kids back, pick the kids back up from school. Um, and then run at night, bed, next day, Tuesday Every Tuesday I take the bins to the to the tip Because where I am The, the, the bin men only come once every two weeks So I'm paying 320 quid a month And I've got to take the bins away myself Which is absolutely ridiculous Because although they have these little boxes Where you put like bean tins in one and all that And I can't do all that shit. So I put it, I all my life I put the rubbish in a black bin bag I put it in the bin yeah, I can't separate all the junk. What glass jars go in there and whatever? I just can't you do put it. put
1: Everything in the same bag.
0: Yeah, put it all in the bin bag, a black bin bag. Tie it up. Put it in the bin. You can only get two bin bags in a wheelie bin, and you're full. So then I have to take it all on the back of a pickup, which I've specially bought, to go to the tipping. So I go to the tip twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday, because I've got five kids and a, and a wife and me, and whoever visits has to come around visitors. So. There's always a lot of uh, rubbish twice a week. Bags and bags might five five bags here, five bags there. So yeah, ridiculous really. But it is what it is. So that's every Tuesday and Thursday. He'll do the tip runs. And I've got quite friendly with the guys at the tip the lads at the tip really. They're all all right decent. Decent lads, like hard-working lads. So we have a little bit of crack at the tip, maybe sign and glove that they found on the rubbish or whatever. We have a little search around, see what we can have a look at. You know, last time I was there, yeah, I found these uh, Manchester United, fo- like, portraits. I was like, who the fuck's chucked them away? Big one of Peter Schmeichel, and so I had them out, I'll have that. Took that back, I've got it in my garage. So yeah, you never know what you can find on the tip. It's absolutely fantastic, really, sometimes. Some people, you know, strangely strange, they throw away the randomest things ever. Like, there was a—I got a bike off there <laughs> not so long ago, yeah? And it was like a granny basher. You know what a granny basher is? Yeah. One of them old bikes I had three gears on it, like a rally or something it was called. And it was in perfectly fine condition. And I got it, I put it on the back of the pickup and I took it home, oiled the chain, put a WD-40 on the chain, yeah? And I give it a new seat and put a new seat and it was fine. All the gears work perfect, everything. And I I prefer them three gear bikes because you've either got slow, medium, or hard. And it's a lot better than having 25 gears on a mountain bike going up and down on the suspension like that, there when you're pedaling it.
1: But you still got it now?
0: Yeah. It's a black rally. Granny basher. So, yeah, that's, that's my routine. And then Saturday comes. Usually, Saturday morning, me and Isaac and I get five or six lads together, maybe my dad comes through, or Yui might come, or whoever, Shane comes to drive the van or whatever, and then we do, like, a, it's called Lancaster Castle run, I've nicknamed it. And it's like 4.6 miles, but it's all uphill, on the hard road, so that's a really good run. Saturday mornings, we'll do that nice and early, get up there, get it done, takes about an hour, four, takes about an hour, yeah. Um, and then we come back down We'll all have, we'll have a little breakfast At this place around the corner It's like a slaughterhouse But they do They've got a cafe there here yeah, as well And um, We'll all have a breakfast there And odd occasion We've had a beer as well And we're celebrating Something like Like last time we was there You completed this run And he'd never done it before And usually a lot of people Always stop on the run Um So we went and had a couple of beers as well A couple of Morettis After the breakfast In the morning on Saturday Absolutely smashed off one beer And then um Saturday, and then Saturday I'll usually go home, um, have, a, have a tidy up in the garden or whatever, and, and that's it really, maybe do something cat night. And Sunday, either Paris will make a dinner at home, a roast, or we might go to the Toby Carvery or something like that, um, <laughs> for a bit of a roast.
1: Nothing wrong with Toby Carvery, I love well, Toby Carvery.
0: On a Sunday it's expensive though, don't you think? It's cheaper in the week. Yeah, yeah it's about a fiver in the week, isn't it? It's about a fiver for about a eight, decent. About eight
1: quid on the Sunday, I think. I
0: think it's about twelve quid near me. Is it? Probably more. I don't know. Always costs around about seventy quid to go there. 80 quid for a family.
1: Okay. How many of you are going? Seven. Well, there you go. well, six because the baby don't eat anything. But I love the fact that you go to a Toby carvery. Why? What? I, I know, but it's mad. It's like it isn't mad, but it is. Kind of thing. We don't have a
0: flash carvery where we where we live in Morecambe. That is our only carvery. we we do have that carvery, the Toby Carvery, on on the Shrimp Roundabout. Um, what other carveries is there? There's a I go. I use a place called the Morcom the Morecambe Hotel. It's like a nice pub that's been done up. Spent a right few quid. A really nice place to go, and they do a good Sunday dinner. Mm. About tenner is good. Really good roast, though. Um, and that's that's the only two places I think I'd go for a for a roast, really. Or the Cattle Shed thing Market that I use, what I just said They do a decent Sunday dinner as well But it's a bit of a mission driving all the way up town It's like three miles away So I don't really go you got to go through the town all that traffic One way system and all that So I tend to use the ones local um, That's it really Tuesday, uh, Monday and uh, beginning of the week And coming to the end of the week I'll have a shave on my hair
1: And that's it I just like to just live normally Just That's it that's seven days of Tyson Fury
0: yeah and literally in past times gone by I'd usually be making trips over to, to my dad's to see the boys and whatever but Shane can vouch I'm never there anymore Shane am I No. Nope. because I've, it messes my me routine up see if I, if I do my gym in the morning and I go over to Manchester all day and then come back I don't feel like going for a run at night and it's easy to stick to my diet and stick to everything, my routine, when I'm, when I'm at home doing it. Mm-hmm. And I never used to have that life at all because I was always up here and everywhere, bopping back and forward, doing stuff and like that. Um, but now I realise, that this, this age, it took me this time to realise that, I like to do simple things and just, just, just live a normal life and try and stay out of the way of everybody and try and keep low profile. Um, then I'll, I'll, I'll do bits and pieces, we'll have days off We might meet up, like Shane come over the other week, a few months ago um, And we all went for a bit of uh, Italian food in the town, local uh, Italian That's been there since 1970, same owners And it's uh, it's my local place where I go like once a week, maybe Thursday, once every three weeks or something we had, we had a couple of uh, Peronis in there, Shane, didn't we? Mm-hmm. A couple of bottles of Peroni with an Italian. It was nice. And then the next day, me and Shane got in the car and we drove up to Windermere, and we ended up going on a twelve-mile hike through the uh, through the lakes. It was absolutely amazing. One of the best days I've, I've ever had in a long time. I had a pair of trainers on, yeah, like not walking trainers. Like I think they're like my mother-in-law got me a pair of Armani trainers, like for my birthday or something. Yeah, brand new. And I went, and I'm telling you, I had blisters and my toenail fell off. I walked that far. We walked 12 miles on like heavy terrain in a pair of like smart shoes. Wasn't a good idea. But that was a really good day. We walked like six miles to this castle thing and it was like halfway point, all through like forests and mud and rocks. Got there, had a coffee and a flapjack and then come back. And it was dark by the time we got home shape, wasn't it? Mm. You have to get this little ferry across the water, across the lake to get, get across. And that was really good.
1: I love hearing all this stuff anyway this is normal stuff to you but to hear you talking about it is quite yeah before we finish can I just get your opinion on some potential fights coming up is that alright? yeah I'll give you my best opinion Billy Joe looks set to land this Canelo fight it looks obviously Callum Smith's still there but it looks like it could go to I Billy hope Joe. Billy Joe gets it mm. because,
0: you know, Billy Joe's been around a long time uh, and he's been trying to fight Canelo for years and Golovkin. Years ago, he's been trying to make them fights and they wasn't ever made. So I'd, li- I'd like to see Billy Joe get his shot. And I- if it's going to be here in Las Vegas, Cinco de Mayo, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic uh, weekend as well.
1: Can he beat
0: him? Yeah, anyone can beat anybody in boxing. Uh, especially when you're a southpaw and you're a slick and hard to hit. It's usually a good start.
1: So yeah Callum Smith's still there In the running It's not massively clear who Who's going to land that But He looks to be one of them There's a few I heard there's a few In the mix for it the Marotta From top rank Yeah I think Marotta He's, was, he's in, in it
0: Caleb Plant The super Middleweight Lino champion Lino as well. I think that Canelo Would rather go for someone Who's got a belt Rather than someone who hasn't hmm. um, So Caleb Plant Callum Smith Billy Joe Or Rob
1: uh, Morata
0: Maratta, Morata Whatever his name
1: is mm. So yeah There's a you few good, in the mix Good for one of our boys To get it wouldn't it Yeah It would be
0: But listen Even if None of our boys Get it this time It's not the end of the world Is it no. there's, there's always going to be Next next time There's has got a Canelo will have two fights this year He'll box in May and September He'll box in Cin- Cinco de Mayo And He'll box in Independence Weekend In September in September yeah So yeah there's Maybe if he fights Billy Joe or Smith on one of the weekends, each one. Yeah. Take two Brits on, you know? Why
1: not? White Pivetkin, what do you think? Um, is that fight made? It's... Being talked about. It, yeah. Well, yeah, quite heavily. I think it's going to be announced very soon, by the looks of it. Obviously, Andy Ruiz was in the running to fight uh, Dylan White. but I don't think the offer was enough for him, so... It looks like Pivetkin. Pivetkin's a, an old... Um, wily character and you can't write him
0: off because although Michael Hunter was a lot better boxer than him and sharp and slick and speedy, he seemed to come back really well in the second half of the fight and even though he was hurt in round one and he's been knocked down multiple times in fights, perfect, he seems to just he's a real warrior that man, uh, 40 I don't know if he's 41 or 40, but I know he's quite long in the tooth for a sportsman um, and he always does well with people similar size to him so that's an interesting fight, for sure. I think it's a good fight.
1: Um, um, Who do you favour in that fight?
0: You'd have to favour Dylan White because he's younger and fresher, and he's got less mileage on the clock. But the other man's much more experienced and boxed on a higher level completely. There's no, there's no doubt about that. So yes, to pick him really.
1: Mm. You said before that you have a little bit of a sympathy for Dylan White's situation. Is that still the case?
0: I think he's he's boxing, he's making money, and he's doing his thing, so, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So he, he'll, he'll eventually get a, a shot at something. But in the meanwhile, he's still going to make good money, and he's still going to fight good names. Mm. So, yeah, enjoy the ride while you can, that's for sure. Who's sex is all right? From what I'm hearing, Usex sex pulled out, And he? He don't want to fight. And he didn't want to fight Carlos Takam either.
1: So, yeah, it's... Well, from what we understand, that's just been put back to May. It was obviously meant to happen at the back end of March, but it looks like it's just being put on hold for a minute till May. Why? It's come from Usec's team, uh, not quite ready. Let's just all right. Let's just assume the fight is going to happen. What do you think? Um, I'd love to see Derek win it. I'd love to.
0: And I think it's a very winnable fight for him because Usec hasn't fought anybody at heavyweight yet. And he don't like pressure. Marius Bradus give him a very good fight, and he was just a small version of Derek Chisora, really smaller. So yeah, I think if Derek roughs him up, gets in there, throws everything at him, I'd love to see him win. But the other thing is, Usek's a master southpaw boxer, slick as anything. And if Derek Chisora can't make him stand still, then he's going to lose a landslide on points or a late stoppage. But if he does stand and fight, if he can make him stand. And I'd, I'd, I'd have to fancy Delboy to knock him out.
1: Dubois Joyce.
0: That's a good fight. Very good fight, yeah. That is a good fight. And I've changed my mind on this fight a few times. You know, I've sparred both lads, don't forget, yeah. Um, they both have the qualities and they both have weaknesses. Um, they both do. But. After early analysis uh, situation I think Dubois I think Dubois gets him early But if Joe Joyce can survive an early onslaught Take him into deep waters Then I think Joe Joyce could win as well But uh, jo- young Dubois is younger, fresher, faster Punches very hard And he's on a real roll at the minute Joe, he starts slow and he's he's like a plodder. And he just he keeps going at that one pace all the way through. So if if he gets in past seven rounds and Daniel starts fading and Joyce by stoppage, late stoppage, but listen, these lads, the young lads aren't, they're in the gym every day. They're not they're not gonna get tired. They're not gonna gas out after five rounds. Not like he's a a fat fella who's not done any training. Lads ripped trains every day like a Trojan. And I think he's a very good uh, very good prospect for sure. And I, I'd fancy him to, 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 to beat Joe early on, or Joe on stoppage late.
1: Yeah.
0: Dubois early, Joyce late.
1: Are you gonna continue your career in the wrestling?
0: See how this fight goes. You
1: See like, how this you fight doing it though, didn't it, when
0: he was... Yeah, it was fun, it was really good fun, but you know, one fight at a time. Uh, at the minute there's a lot of options for me after this fight, win this fight. There's talk of a crossover fight with a UFC champion uh, I can do the the wrestling Pfft. Any, I could do anything after this fight There's so much uh, availability and options open um, I'll have to si- assess the situation After the fight really I've not really thought about anything else Other than, other than winning this fight, that's it It's Saturday. the only thing I'm concerned about Nothing else matters after mm. Saturday night so I'll, uh, I'll think about what I want to do and where I want to go How's your sparring been for this camp? I've had the best sparring I've ever had, to be fair. I've had young David Adelaide, which um, I think he's going to be a very good prospect. Yeah. Um, I highly rate him, he's he's a quick learner and he's uh, he's tough and strong. He reminds me of Dylan White ten years ago. Mm. Um, he's good, and then I've had Big George... Um, Fox. Fox. Uh, what Don's son Yeah, yeah I, th- I really like him as well. He's a good boxer and tall. He's got he's got that uh, size and and he's got quick hands. Believe it or not, I think he's a good good prospect as well. Um, and I've had Jordan Thompson. He's he's six foot seven, um, yeah. pretty much and calf of uh, Deontay yeah, Wilder, Wilder, yeah, with better form. Um, I really like Jordan as well. Jordan punches as hard as any heavyweight in history I've ever fought. He's a sheet of muscle, uh, whatever he is, fifteen stone or whatever. I think he can do something as well. He's undefeated in ten fights. I've had really good sparring and I've had an American as well called Jared uh, Ennis, not Jared Ennis, Jared. What's his name? Charles Ennis. No, Jared. I don't know. Don't know his second name.
1: Who know what you're talking about though.
0: Called Jared anyway, and he, he's he's very good. He's like he's probably the slickest person I've ever been in the ring with. Um, and he's only a young lad, 20-year-old. Very hard to it, and very quick. So I think I've had really, really good sparring. I've not had no old wily veterans in camp. I've only had young prospects, so he's got points so, to prove. Yeah, sparring has been spot on. Sparring's been spot on. I don't remember ever having better sparring than this in my whole life. Um, I've done loads of rounds. I've been sparring four times a week. Um... One in, one out, sometimes five and five, sometimes three at a time. Like, one in, three, four, like, three, six, nine, twelve. So, yeah,
1: I've done plenty of sparring and that, so, yeah, everything's went cushy. So, so I know you've spoken about this before, but the whole Joshua sparring thing was just a a thing, wasn't it? It was never realistic, was it, that?
0: I don't think he meant it, did he? It was just a joke. Um, It was what it was. Talked, it was a talking point for a e- Yeah, while, it was though. a talking point and it, it was it was interesting and East style ain't, ain't suitable for Wilder anyway, so it wouldn't have been any good anyway. It wouldn't have been good sparring. So yeah. You can
1: go and help but him. it but you it, can it was fun. Help him for
0: polar. It was fun while it lasted.
1: <laughs> um alright. Have you uh, got anything else you'd like to add before we uh, finish?
0: Yes. There's a certain little lad, fella, who's not here, called um Umar. Uh, When I see him, I'm going to slap his teeth in for it. (laughs) Um, Because he's been saying some bad stuff about me on the internet. And uh, I'm going to give you that, you little sucker, when I see you. No. Uh, I know that uh, there's a lot been going on, um, things about him and that. I've heard that people's been tweeting stuff that ain't him and whatever, editing tweets or whatever. Um, And listen, we all say stupid things. I'm. Probably the biggest man here Who said probably the most Of the stupid things Ever Yeah (laughs) Really? But at the end of the day It's um It's not a big deal It's uh It is what it is Um we all make mistakes and we all do stupid things at times and, and that's it but everyone deserves a second chance as I've had a million chances so yeah maybe not two, but well, maybe about 500 and that's it don't take it too much to heart because it's all it's all uh, good sporting banter don't worry right.
1: about it as I've said to people he's, what he tweeted was was not good it was horrendous Uh But he apologised about it, and then what more can he really do after that? There's not much
0: you can can do, but I don't know what he's tweeted because I've been over here. All I heard was he said to me that I look like a crackhead or something like that. Something about me being a crackhead.
1: Um, He called you a crackhead, cunt. No, he didn't call it. (laughs) Who? who (laughs) Cheers, mate. He didn't tweet that. That's the edited tweet that was done. I, I believe him, am I? He told me he didn't tweet. Well, that listen, to you and I'm, I'm not bothered. I've been I'm called much worse than a crackhead before in my life. Don't worry about
0: that. But listen, I can't speak for other people. I can only speak for me. Yeah. Um, on my behalf, I'll forgive you for what you said about me. This shit don't, don't happen twice, it happens once.
1: He never said it, but okay. But whatever, okay. yeah? But I can't speak
0: for anybody else. I can only speak for Is me. He what, well, what, he he said, what he said about me, yeah. I'll forgive him. If he said it If he said it Okay But what he said about other people, I can't vouch for them
1: Fair play, fair play Well, that's
0: that What else? Um, Do I have anything else to say? think about it I do (laughs) I just want to say That on the eve Not on the eve But on fight week of the biggest fight in the last 50 years how long has it been since Fraser uh, and Ali boxed in 1971? 71. 50.
1: 50 odd years. So it's been. Yeah,
0: 50, 49 year. It's been 50 years nearly
1: yeah.
0: since we've seen a fight of this magnitude in the heavyweight division. So I just want to say, I just want to stand up. Come on. Take
1: all a bow. All right. All right. So I want to
0: stand up here. Right. I'm going to stand up and take a bow. Because I've, I've set up the biggest fight the last 50 years and um, you're all welcome Saturday night to tune in or come and watch it, whatever. Um, yeah, but I just want to give myself a pat on the back for uh, stepping up to the plate and delivering the biggest fight heavyweight fight the last 50 year, um, against two undefeated champions, champion versus champion. Both undefeated, both in the prime of their lives. Um, big respect to Deontay Wilder for stepping up to the plate because there's a lot of other heavyweights out there who didn't want to risk everything, put everything on the line um, and that's it, big shout out to every person who's coming over to see me I know I've got fans coming from England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Australia, New Zealand, America this place will be pro Fury on Saturday night Fury is on fire and I'm going to give it my best shot I'm going to do everything in my in my power to to get rid of him in this fight and, and then I'm going to do everything in my power to go out and get absolutely smashed with all the fans. Um, yeah, me and Shane we made a deal. When we win this fight, we're going to end up sleeping in the bushes in Las Vegas, and I'm just going to come too. Really? Passed
1: out in the bushes. Passed out in the
0: bushes like that. Any, what specific, that any specific bushes or doesn't it matter? Sh- Shane probably be uh, bummed by an homeless man or something. <laughs>
1: no comment but um Uh,
0: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be an epic weekend and we're gonna paint the town red Sin City here we come because I can't remember a bigger heavyweight fight than this and it's like we've joined two two of the biggest TV networks in the world ESPN and Fox are doing a joint venture so we've all we've also set a precedent here me and Wilder because it's never been done before um and we've got two rival promotional outfits, the two biggest in America, uh, Top Rank and PPC, um, doing a, a joint venture as well. So, you know, we made it happen. So, yeah, big big respect to all the boys who made this happen. And uh, let's get ready to rumble, for sure.
1: And shout-out a couple of your sponsors, obviously. I know they play a big part to you.
0: Yeah, big shout-out all my sponsors. Um, Lund Group, Wow Hydrate, Marbea.co.uk... Impact insurance, applied nutrition. Um, uh, have I missed any? MTK, hey? MTK, no, uh, big shout out, Gold Star Promotions. Uh, what else have we got on there? Style Landscapes, huh? Yeah, big, <laughs> big shout out, Style Landscapes, and uh, big shout out to the management group, my management group, MTK Global, uh, always done a good job with me, and here we're on the biggest stage in the world. Um, doing the biggest fight in the world so yeah fantastic
1: i just want to add your documentary the first episode oh, that yeah, went yeah, out yeah. was was brilliant the second that, one second one is out uh this thursday in the uk
0: yeah and uh, anyone who no liked ITV. the first episode tune in to the number two out on thursday i'm on this one are you on this one i
1: got interviewed the other day for it
0: and if you're if you haven't seen the first one go to itv hub and play it back it's called Tyson Fury, The Gypsy King, Insight on My Life. So have a check that out if you've uh, got 10 minutes. Um, yeah, big shout out everyone who was involved in, in the documentary. Uh, also, I'd just like to say big thank you to Penguin Random House for doing exactly what they said they'd do with my book. Um, it's gone to the bestseller in history of any boxer ever um, and climbing. And it's only been out a few months So yeah, Penguin Random House Big respect to you guys for delivering in such a short time um, What else can I say? Um, big shout out to my wife Even though she's not here She's coming here next week or week.
1: <laughs> next week? Yeah,
0: um, Yeah. that's it really And big shout out to everyone who's helped me Andy Lee, yeah, Sugar so Hill That um, ball, the twat there yeah. Little Matty uh, Shane, Huey, John Boy uh, Who else is there? Oh. Shout out George Lockhart And this is it I've had the best camp of my life Let's go down and put the best performance of my life in And walk out as the only man in history To win the ring magazine belt twice
1: That's it Tyson Fury, thank you very much for your time A lot of your time today Even though you said you weren't doing long interviews And you actually haven't I haven't seen one long interview of you In this whole build up
0: But it seems to be every time that you come That you get an interview But to be fair you have done it for the last 10 years, haven't you? Yeah, so was it ten, eight yet?
1: 10 years in October. Is it? How long have you been interviewing me? Probably about nine years.
0: There you go. So if you can't give someone an interview after nine years, you're a prick, aren't you?
1: So there <laughs> Fair you go. Enough.
0: Peace out. God bless. See now you all on the other side.
1: Jim, Jim here as well.
0: Shane's lost over three
1: yes Looking well, Shane. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> right, go Tyson, on. Tyson, thank you very much. See you in a bit. Top man